So we're going to be continuing the study of uh, the Valentinian meditation on the Gospel, Kendrick Grobel translation, <clears throat> also called the Gospel of Truth. And we're starting on Grobel, page 134, which is the section called Salvation on the Sabbath. The word Sabbath um, is Hebrew, uh, Shabbat, Sabbat which really means rest day or, um, you know, day, day of uh, non-work. And we, we see the word sheep also here, and um, there are many, uh, many meanings, or, or the meaning of that word from, uh, has changed over the centuries, the, the connotation. So let me go into that and... Uh, we'll go into this section and perhaps the next few. So, Grobel, page 134, Salvation on the Sabbath. Following, I just want to say, following the previous section, The Shepherd of the Sheep That Strayed. So, again, there's, uh, we're in the midst of the discussion of what uh, Yeshua's salvific or salvational work or presence on earth, metaphysical purpose of his incarnation, and the process by which uh, one goes from a, being agnostic to becoming agnostic, becoming a Gnostic or a knower, and how Heavenly Father or and the Logos, which are different, participate in that process, and moving uh, Yeshua as the shepherd and uh, addressing the sheep that have strayed. And so this salvation on the Sabbath uh, takes the discussion further. So, Global page 134. Even on the Sabbath, for the sheep which he had found fallen into the pit, he worked. He saved the life of the sheep, having brought it up from the pit, that you may understand at heart you are the children of heart understanding. What the Sabbath is, viz, or i.e., that in which it is not fitting that salvation be idle, that you may speak of the day that is above, which has no night, and of the light which is not wont to set, for it is perfect. Say therefore at heart that you are that perfect day, and that in you dwells the light which is not wont to cease. Speak about the truth with those who seek her, and about gnosis with those who have sinned in their error. Strengthen the feet of those who have slipped, and stretch out your hand to those who are sick. Feed those who are hungry, and those who are weary, give them rest. Raise those who wish to, ri to rise, Wake those who sleep, for you are that understanding that rescues. If strength so acts, it is wont to become stronger still. Pay heed to yourselves. Do not pay heed to other things, the things which you have cast out of yourselves, which you have left behind. Do not buy them back to submit to them. Do not uh, be not moth-eaten, be not worm-eaten, for you have already cast it out. Be not to yourselves a place for the devil, for you have already brought him to naught. Strengthen not your stumbling blocks that trip. He is like an accusation, for he is nothing. He who does not sue has hurt him more than a verdict would. For that man is minding his own business. Like one who sues not is he, or rather, like a righteous one is he, he does his works for others. Do you therefore the will of the Father, for you are from him. For the Father is kind, and in his will is that which is good. Very deep uh, section. And so this is exhortation or encouragement and admonition 
to those that seek Gnosis and those that uh, have found Gnosis. And it's like speaking to the followers of the Christian Gnostic Church, the Gnostic Christian um, seekers, and saying that even on the day of rest, uh, Yeshua worked to save the sheep or the, the one or the many who have strayed, fallen into the pit of materiality, of uh, rejection or forgetting of of God and the plan and the path. Uh, so, so we go from a discussion of the work of Yeshua to admonition to the followers. Again, the work of Yeshua saved the life of the sheep, brought them up from the pit. And this is actually, this phrase saved, note 363, is literally caused to live, or saved the life, or restored to life, or resurrected. And so, of uh, walking the path, returning to the heart, returning to the Father, seeking love, light, is a, a resurrection. It's a movement out of death to life, movement out of uh, hyleticism or material obsession or uh, the seeking in the material realm only, right? Material social seeking, seeking. Uh, material gain or pleasure, pleasure for the body, material gain for the self, uh, seeking social position, or even seeking knowledge, the psychic way. This is death. It's a form of death. And it's similar to 3D repeating, similar to not being able to harvest or graduate into uh, the realms of light, or uh, Rupaloka in Buddhism, the realms of true form. And so there is an understanding in Buddhism and uh, Christian Gnostic cosmology that those who remain uh, below or those who don't seek heart or the Father or God or spiritual transformation remain in death and have not been born again. And, and again, you can see how that's been co-opted by some sects, S-E-C-T-S or certain Christian groups, if you, you have to believe this or say this or do this to be saved or born again. Mm, salvation is a rebirth. It is a resurrection. It is a restoration to life. But obviously dogma <laughs> is, is not the way. It's, it's not a matter of what you believe, but what you've become by your choices and your thinking and understanding and the way you treat others, the way you treat yourself, of course. So... Yeshua brought people up from the pit, or the Gnostic does, or spiritual teaching does, that we may understand at heart, this is a super heart-centered teaching, that you are, we are children of heart understanding. Uh, children of Gnosis is the, is the phrase, actually. <laughs> and, and that's the same view of little children, the, the save the little children, or save the sheep. But the, the mind of the little children. What is the little children? The little children is akin to the mind of a child uh, under age five, which is which is basically um, without generally, um, you know, it depends on their karma and their parental conditioning and the environment, but generally sinless, um, pure, pure in the sense of uh, non-tricky, non-manipulative. Um, you can say your children have bad patterns, sure, but but the younger they are, or the less they've been conditioned the more you see um, just a bright mind, heart mind, that is, that is, not seeking uh, any gain, but happy in itself and bright. So children of heart understanding, or those that uh, are children of Gnosis, seeking Gnosis, or born of Gnosis, and that's again talking about rebirth too. So the Sabbath is the day of rest, it's not fitting on the Sabbath, and this is a Gnostic reformulation, it's not, it's not fitting, it's not appropriate that ever the, the, the seeking salvation ever be idle, meaning that we ever cease seeking salvation or seek um, purification. And so this is a speaking of the day that is above or heavenly bliss. There's a phrase, global note 370, uh, from another source, uh, something Esteros, uh, 
metaphors of Esau revelation for everlasting light will shine upon you forever flee from the shadow of this world and there's very strong emphasis here in the admonition to the seekers of gnosis and the children of of the light to put away uh excess concern with with the worldly with the the affairs of the world and in in buddhist understanding of right speech a generally overlooked form or facet of the teaching or or um, portion of the teaching of right speech is avoiding idle chatter and idle chatter includes politics (laughs) it includes affairs of society in general and it's quite wide wide uh, reaching far-reaching sports and entertainment and news of the day and affairs of the village and the the doings of kings and wars and scandals and and secrets all of that is considered idle chatter and this is the same type of uh, purity of focus seeking uh, we see from valentinus who uh, surely was influenced by i would say buddhist hindu uh, metaphysics and practice praxis so speak of the day which is above the day that has no night and that's called awakening Uh, the light that doesn't set the light that is perfect say at heart that you are that perfect day right the kingdom of heaven is within what you seek is within the light is within the gnosis we seek is within and that you dwell within you dwells the light which doesn't cease the light doesn't doesn't go down doesn't set the sun that never sets is um, the love light of atman the higher self true nature speak about the truth these are the admonitions speak about the truth with those who seek her sophia wisdom is the word sophia meaning truth here i don't know but there is uh, the the feminine appellation to truth or wisdom speak speak the truth with those who seek her which really also means don't speak the truth too much about those who are not seeking and about gnosis for those who have sinned in their error and this is the same word error or plane and um there was some trouble with the text here so a long series of of dots to the next text but uh speaking truth with those who are seeking speaking about gnosis which is the uh, a summit of truth or what truth reveals for those that have sinned in their plani it was sinned which means makes mistake in their wandering in their self-deceit but again uh without infringement strengthen the feet of those who've slipped give a hand to those who are sick feed those who are hungry for those who are weary give them rest uh and so right from the beginning of christianity a profound kind of humanitarianism was evident uh, a core facet of uh, christian teaching right from the beginning was to bring benefit to others uh, seva service service to other more so than buddhism i would say though buddhism is you know it's more of a mental or internal working like the brahma vihara meditations raise those who want to ri- raise those who wish to rise if they don't wish to rise don't raise them wake those who sleep but again um, there is respect for free will for you are that understanding that rescues and so what are we anyway what is what is a, a being other than their mind <laughs> the body falls away the mind continues what is the mind the mind is the particular is a, the development of love and wisdom the relative development of green blue the blue green center that is in many ways the nature of being or the nature of the manifestation of being or what beings being manifests right a person is uh, a being their beingness manifests by uh, what they do by their capacity for receiving and transmitting their function the functions of mind reception reflection right fourth ray fifth ray reception is acceptance is love reflection is wisdom is knowing and formulation and expression what is a being but that well there's spirit and um, source 
or the the will and power that allows that function, those functions of mind. But this is all, uh, you know, who are you? You are that understanding that rescues. And so if strength acts suchly, it becomes stronger still, right? So he who has much, much is given. So he who does much for the, God helps those who help themselves. God helps all, or the Logos, or Atman helps everyone. Yes, God loves you. Atman helps as much as it can. And the more we do to help ourselves and help others, the more Atman will do to help us help ourselves and help others. And that's um, the use of will, the right use of will, leads to the strengthening of the powers of will, the right use of mind, the right use of speech, the right use of body, particularly the right use of will and mind, strengthens the capacity of will and mind. Pay heed to yourselves. Don't pay heed to other things. The Hopi, the Hopi admonition for the end times, don't look outside your window. My friend always tells me this. Don't look outside your window means don't get too much caught up in the troubles of the world and politics and the evil doings of Orion and the New World Order. It's important to know. It's important not to be fooled. It's important to help those who want to know to share knowing as appropriate. But there is a critical, critical principle or aspect, uh, principle of praxis, practice in all true uh, mystic pathways, Buddhism, Hinduism, Advaita Vedanta, Christian Gnosticism, and, and even Sufi work, don't get too hung up about uh, anything other than yourself. <laughs> it doesn't mean not help. It's not narcissism. It's not autism. It's not selfishness. One is there, ever available, happy to help. You know, if somebody asks me a question on the street, I'm very happy to answer. Look, somebody actually wants me. That's great. But what if not? What when not? Pay heed to yourselves. Don't pay heed to other things. The things that you've cast out of yourselves, meaning that which is of death, and the worldly, which you've left behind, don't buy them. Don't buy them back. Don't repurchase what you've dropped. Don't submit to them. Don't eat them. The phrase, the global note 390, don't eat them. <laughs> don't buy back or take back what you've left already. Don't eat what you've already dropped on the ground. Don't be moth-eaten. Don't let yourself be eaten by moths. <laughs> This, this this term of eating is, is actually quite significant in terms of spiritual practice. It really means full-bodied acceptance and, and uh, allowance to be being with or allowing to be fully more fully experienced. Don't let yourself be eaten by the deceitful ways of the world or the troubles and pain of the world to the extent that it doesn't relate to you. If you want to go out and be a martyr, go ahead. If you want to serve and sacrifice your life for others, go right ahead. But that's not exactly the teaching here. And so, he who does not, uh, be not worm-eaten because you've already cast it out. Don't be not yourselves a place for the devil. Neither give, the note is, neither give, in, in Ephesians, I guess, neither give place to the devil. And um, Grobel notes 396 that this is the sole occurrence of the word devil in this meditation or or tractate and so don't be a place for the devil means resolve lower chakra blockages so there you become non-exploitable you know the growth of love light blue green center equals the you know corresponding decrease in exploitability meaning lower chakra blockage because you've already brought the devil to nothing which means that you're we've already turned towards the inner the kingdom of heaven within the way of love light the way of love light unity this is a good advice or consideration for us who grieve the pain and the state of degradation of humanity and uh, political social affairs not you know you got to find your own way but uh, don't be a place for the devil <laughs> for negativity for further distortion don't strengthen your stumbling blocks that trip you, meaning don't keep tripping yourself up by unhelpful ways uh, of thinking and feeling. And feeling comes arise naturally. But what we do with distorted emotionality, emotionality or triggering, then that's of choice. What do we do when we're upset or angry or, or feel depressed? We, we work with mind. 
we work with pain, uh, emotional pain in mind. That's of free will. And that either increases the distortion or decreases the distortion. Um, and obviously the way of love, wisdom, balance, understanding and acceptance and forgiveness and making peace with um, big view is the way of healing. Uh, he or the devil or negativity or negative entity is like an accusation, right? And that's very, very common. The idea is that, that uh, Satan is the accuser, the slanderer. And you can look online, people who are accusing without evidence or accusing in, in uh, hateful ways to knock down those who speak truth. I mean, anybody can accuse anybody and, you, and anybody can say, well, if you uh, expose evil, you're accusing your Satan, your devil. If you accuse this person of doing crime, which they may have committed. <laughs> but you got to figure that out yourself. So the devil is tricky or negative entities are tricky. Trolls are tricky. The devil is like an accusation, for he is nothing. And Grobel said the ultimate meaning is the same. The devil and an empty accusation have no substance. There is a hollowness. And uh, Grobel is a smart guy, and, and it's a wonderful um, translation and uh, notation of the text. So, the devil or negativity, the way of service to self like an accusation, is empty, is insubstantial, it's hollow. And he who does not sue, he who does not sue, has hurt him more than a verdict would. This is really quite deep. It sort of means, if you don't engage in wrangling, the thicket of views, the, 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 wrangle, the, the, the world of wrangling opinions, that hurts negativity more than, more than accusation does. For that man is minding his own business. And so one who does not sue, one who does not join in the wrangling, uh, in the counter-attack, the uh, counter-attack against false or, or useless or insincere accusation, right? There's false accusation, accusing somebody of being negative when they're not. <laughs> That's called a lie. And so uh, he who doesn't sue meaning doesn't rebut or even um, counter-attack or legalistically argue and, and wrangle, hurts the one who accuses more than a verdict of their negativity would, would hurt them. For that man is minding his own business. Like one who sues not is he, uh, the one who minds his own business, like a righteous one is he, but he works for others. He does his work for others rather than engage in counterattack or get hung up in defending himself against uh, false accusation. I mean, there is accusation that may be true, like uh, you're, you did this or that and we ought to take responsibility. So if somebody accuses me of something, my first look is, is it true? Is it true what they're saying? Um, and if it is, I want to accept it. But if it's not true, I want to know that too. And then leave them alone, basically. One who sues not is like a righteous one, is he. And a vindicated one is he. Grobel note, um, though he doesn't sue, he's already vindicated before a divine tribunal. Meaning, if you walk in goodness and you're not guilty of what you're being accused of, you need not defend it on the human level. There's a famous story of Hakuin Zenji, a Japanese Zen, Rinzai Zen master. There was some, well, it was a long, long story, but uh, a woman in town, a young girl, accused him, who was an old Zen master, maybe 60s, of fathering a baby out of wedlock, meaning he's the father of this baby. And Hakuin Zenji said something like, that's interesting. <laughs> and then it came out that it was some other boy in town, and Hakuin Zenji said something like, that's interesting, or I see, or, you know, so desu, so desu, meaning, oh, okay, that's what you say, mm, okay, that's what you say, and uh, because he knew it was a lie. And so that's a very interesting thing, revaluing self-defense, or uh, revaluing um, 
it's a kind of um, self-respect. Can I respect myself without defending myself uh, against false accusation? Can I respect myself knowing that God knows it? God knows the truth. Even this liar keeps lying. The liar keeps lying, but God knows the truth. Karma knows the truth. Uh, Atman knows the truth. You know the truth. You didn't do, or it's a false accusation. It's an accusation meant to hurt, not to help. Right? There's accusation meant to help or do justice, and there's accusation meant to hurt and knock down and take us away from the path or goodness or lead others astray. Uh, can we have self-respect and self-appreciation and well-being even being falsely attacked? Uh, it's surely possible. So rather, like a righteous one is he who minds his own business and does his works for others, do therefore the will of the Father, because you are from him. For the Father is kind, and in his will is that which is good. The next section, those who were yours. So you see how deep this is. Global page 148, this goes uh, to the next um, freely received Metalogos page. Let me, uh, if you want, just to prepare for that. Uh, here's the link, freelyreceive.net Metalogos Global 3. And we're ending Global 2. The section, Those Who Were Yours, begins. He had taken knowledge of those who were yours. Put yourselves at ease concerning them, for, quote, by their fruit are wont to be known they who are yours. For the sons of the Father are his aroma, or scent, for they are from the grace of his face. Therefore, the Father loves his aroma and makes it manifest everywhere. And since it is mingled with matter, he is wont to give his aroma to the light, and its quietness he is wont to make superior to every sight, every sound. For it is not the ears that smell the aroma, but it is the breath which has the sense of smell, and is wont to bring it to him, for him, and to submerge him in the aroma of the Father. So there is a place for him, and it takes him up to the place out of which he came forth. Out of that first aroma, which is grown, we go to Global 3, grown cold. He was a being characterized by an animate, animate mold, being like cold water that has waned. A lot of questions here. Being in a soil that is not thick, which they are wont to think, they who see it, that it is soil. Afterwards, it is wont to flow once more. If a breath draws it in, it is wont to be hot. So the aromas, meaning the scents, the smells, the aromas that are grown cold arise from the separation. This is why God came. <laughs> he abolished the separation and brought the pleroma, which is hot with love, in order that the coldness might be no more. But the reunion is due to the perfect thought. This is the logos of the gospel of the finding of those who stretch out towards the Pelaroma by the salvation which comes from above. Stretch out is the hope of those who stretch after it, those who like those whose likeness is the light that has no shadows in it. If at that time the Pleroma is wont to proceed to come then did not come, then it, I guess, did not come into being, or then did not come into being the lack. This is a super difficult passage. Repeat. If at that, it's, everybody's confused, don't worry, me too. If at that time the pleroma is wont to proceed, to come, then did not come into being the lack or deficiency, which matter is by the infinitude of the Father, who comes at the time of the lack or deficiency? Yet no one was able to say that he would come thus, the imperishable one, but he proceeded to come, 
the depth of the father, and not at his instigation was the thought of Plane. A matter for falling down is this, a resting matter to be set up at the finding of him who came to him, who will cause him to return, for this return is called repentance. This is why imperishability breathed out and followed after him who had sinned, in order that he might give him rest. For forgiveness is to remain behind in the light, within the lack, in the world of the pleroma. For the physician is wont to hasten to the place where someone is sick, for this very will is that which, in hi- that which is in him. So what he lacks, he is not wont to hide, for he has the things that he lacks, as the pleroma does not lack, <laughs> but the lack filled itself. He gave himself up of his own accord to fill up what he lacked, in order that he might again receive grace. Since the time that he lacked, he did not have grace. Therefore there was a diminution which took place where grace was not. When was received that which had been diminished, he whom he had lacked revealed him to be a pleroma, which means the finding of the light of truth which dawned upon him, for it is unchangeable, that is why it was said about the Christ in their midst, quote, Seek, and they shall receive a return, viz., or i.e., they who were perplexed, and he will anoint them with the anointing. This is why some people stay out of Gnostic texts. So, this section, uh, those who were yours, very long, difficult, difficult for me, in many ways is a presentation of the process of Gnosis itself, moving from deficiency to fulfillment, or darkness to awakening. It's, it's quite literal, actually, and talks about the work of Yeshua, and also the work of the Father in manifesting a pleroma, or a realm of beingness, which is both um, in his heart, but lacking, and in, in a state of deficiency. This is one of the things, is uh, how can God, if there's a God, how is there evil in the world? This, this type of um, question that some people ask. How could, there be, how could there be a God, a God is all good, if there's so much evil in the world? And then the skeptics say, since there's evil in the world, that means there's no God, because God wouldn't allow it. But this is a infantile thinking. Actually, <clears throat> maybe not infantile, but it's um, it's adolescent. Because um, the purpose of creation is that a certain work be done, and the presence of uh, a lack of God or a deficiency or plane, the, the deceitful wandering, and and pain uh, of beingness or or of human level certainly. Uh, is a portion of the cosmic um, tapestry or the cosmic landscape in which the work needs to be done. It, it indicates that the work has not been done. So those who were yours, meaning uh, for the Gnostic, Christian Gnostic seeker or the Christian Gnostic uh, believer, being seen, being told who, who is of you, and, and who is your community? And so, he, means perhaps the Father, had taken knowledge of those who were yours, means knows you and your community. This is my interpretation. Uh, this is a very difficult passage, this section, those who were yours. Uh, but he's the, the 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 admonition put yourself at ease concerning them or the others for by their fruit they can be known who are yours meaning who you belong with and this there must have been some kind of um distress in the community of christian gnostics as to who is, who is our community who should we 
uh, be with or align with? Uh, how do we how do we relate to others who reject our views? So Valentina is saying, you put yourself at ease concerning them or the others. The Father knows about who's with you or should be. Uh, consider that the idea that by their fruit they can be known, those who are yours, or those who you belong with. And makes the analogy to the Gnostic community uh, as sons of the Father, not just the one son. You see, the idea that Yeshua was the one and only Son of God, I believe that came from the church and not from him. To say, I am the way, none come to the Father but through the Son, doesn't necessarily mean I'm the only Son, or you've got to, what, uh, follow my rules? Maybe, but it's changed. The, the churchism and Christianity um, are so are quite far from the original teachings of Yeshua, which we see <laughs> um, uh, have a profound esoteric element that was cut away um, after Valentinus and the Council of Nicaea, and afterwards uh, from that time on. So what are the original teachings of the teacher? Hard to say. But we can say that the sons, he says here, Valentinus, the sons of the Father, meaning those who are seeking, those are the true Gnostic seekers, are like his aroma or his scent, S-C-E-N-T, his perfume, let's say. That aroma um, are from the grace of his face. And, and you see, the creation is the face form of God we can say. The, the octave, the seven-dimensional system, the materiality, matter and energy and form and consciousness, nama rupa, name and form, all may be seen as the face of God or the logos. Yeah, of course, what else? And those that are seeking are like the perfume or aroma scent of the logos or the father. The logos and the father are different, of course, here. When I say Logos, I mean the solar Logos, which is not much different than one infinite creator, of course. It's just a minor differentiation of infinity, the Logos versus the one infinite creator, or intelligent infinity. So, not too, not too different. Uh, but those who are seeking truly, those who seek love, light, unity, truth, uh, to be one with the Source, with the Father, are the perfume of the face or the manifest creation of the Father. The Father loves his aroma, his perfume, makes it manifest everywhere. And so the Logos love, loves true seeking. Higher dimensional beings, Ra said, higher dimensional beings rejoice in their every fiber at your seeking and your doing good works of the L and L group and all those who seek love light. And they rejoice. The angels rejoice at good works and love and, and benefit and awakening and um, service to other. So the Father loves his perfume, makes it manifest everywhere, and then since it's mingled with matter, right? So we're talking about pure intention. What is the aroma? The aroma would be uh, the scent of those who seek purely, the, the spirit of the mind of true seeking love light unity, I would say. And the, the perfume of that pure intention, and pure intentionality, pure Dhamma intentionality, is mingled with matter, right? The body and energy, energy forms. Uh, because of that, he or father gives his aroma to the light. <laughs> and uh, whatever that means, uh, the light uh, within the aroma of those who are seeking mm, their source. And its quietness he can make superior to every sight, every sound. Uh, and so there's the difference between uh, the, the perfume of the pure seekers or the purity of seeking, the purity of loving God, right? Loving um, some sense of a divine source, divine benevolent source, divine benevolent intelligence source. Um, of all there is. This is so far from <laughs> following human leaders in the state. It's just, just to say human leaders in the state is a <laughs> mud <laughs> looking, he's putting my finger back in the mud compared to uh, loving the benevolent, intelligent, uh, sovereign source of all life and light. <laughs>
quite a difference. But the father, in peacefulness and in rest, makes uh, superior, makes that perfume of pure seeking superior to all that is of sight and sound, meaning material objects and material senses. It's not the ears that smell the aroma, but it's the breath which has the sense of smell. This is Grobo, page 150. And is want to bring it to him, meaning bring the breath or the sense of smell to him who's seeking and to submerge him in the aroma of the Father. <laughs> so, for those who seek, much is given. And um, there is a divine protection to those who seek, who purely seek love light, love light unity, and do and and wish to do good with others and wish to be benefit, bring benefit to others. Um, there is overshadowing protection. Yes, the more you do for God, the more God God does for you. Yeah, yeah. The more you serve the one, the more the one is available to support you in in your continuing. Uh, learning, development, works, um, and un blossoming unfoldment. Yeah, of course. And so, there is a place for him, the one who's seeking, uh, and it, it's not clear what the it is, or the aroma-bearing breath, <laughs> right? Which is, of course, uh, also related to pneuma and spirit, breath and prana, right? Breath is prana, prana is spirit, prana is pneuma, actually. The pneumatic the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is a holy prana, which is intelligent energy, which is the breath or the vibration of uh, the Logos that gives birth to the seven rays and all nama rupa, forms and beings, in the octave, comes out of intelligent energy, which is prana, which is numa, which is spirit, which is the breath or the vibratory, is the, the vibratory emanation of the Logos, who is um, the form of the Father, right? The manifesting, the manifest form of, of intelligent infinity is the Logos, the Logoi, solar, galactic, solar, and atmanic, right? The, the three levels of Logos, galactic, solar, and atman, or higher self, uh, are the manifestation of the one infinite creator, or the Father. Um, they are the active, active creative portion, the active creative manifestation of infinity of intelligent love love intelligent infinity and they breathe forth love light or light that is intelligent energy which is a concept <laughs> but it's the aroma it's ultimately the aroma or the perfume of the father so there's a place for him he takes him up it takes him the aroma the breath takes him up to the place out of which he came forth, out of which which is crown chakra. Now here you're talking about esoteric coded uh, coded statements about uh, pranayama practice. So there's a place for him, and it's called the crown chakra. That's the place of the father. It, the aroma or prana or numa spirit, the kundalini takes him up to the crown chakra, right? Uh, out of which he came forth. Nama Rupa came forth out of intelligent infinity. The lower chakras came forth out of the seventh, you can say. Uh, the seven dimensions came forth out of the Logoi. The Logoi lives in the seventh ray. Yeah, it's the crown of the king. The king is below the crown. <laughs> the king seeks the crown. Not to seek to remain a king sitting on a block of stone with some thing on his head, to become one with the crown is to go up to the place out of which we came forth. Out of that first aroma, which is grown cold. <laughs> now, that could also be an indication that most people are blocked in 6-7 chakra. Yeah. He, now we go to the second, the, the final global page 3, web page 3, global 3 HTML, global text page 152, indicating how out of the first aroma, which has grown cold, so we're talking about how we came forth from uh, this place, which is the father, which is akin, I'd say, to seventh chakra, um, intelligent infinity, and that is the first aroma, which had now grown cold. What does that mean? Inactive, perhaps. 
somebody else translated to be weighed down, Horner, uh, was corrected to grow cold. So we'll see what the, that the place from which we came has now grown cold. What does it mean? We'll see. He was a being characterized by an animate mold. <laughs> now you see how difficult this is. Or unique uh, form is related to psyche, actually. Uh, but an animate mold or um, breathing the breath of God, the breath of spirit into matter, right? That's the animation process that is the creation of sentient life in the octave, of course, right? Uh, God breathed uh, life into Adam, this kind of thing. Adam. And there, there's esoteric meaning to Adam, of course. And and so some of that early Hebrew cosmology came straight out of uh, Confederation Yahweh and has no problem, no Orion mm, deformation uh, to that. So the race of Adam is really, maybe, uh, the race of sentient, self-conscious humanity, which is uh, the result of a uh, of an animation of a mold. <laughs> it's it's anima or numa spirit breathed into um, non sentient uh, matter, matter energy. I mean, there is a difference between um, matter energy and sentient consciousness or mind. And so, anyway, this was like cold water that he waned or something. This, the text is very problematic here being like a soil that isn't thick or a shallow soil, but people think that it's soil. It's so shallow it can't be called soil. <laughs> and the Grobel is struggling a bit to try to figure out what this is meaning. He's saying, well, afterwards it's want to flow once more. What, soil is flowing? <laughs> or farther down the slope where soil conditions change? But in some way, um, you know, we're talking about uh, the, the cosmological process here. And so uh, the salvic, salvific process of returning to Gnosis uh, returns the same path as the cosmological or the um, creational process from intelligent infinity to name and form or seven dimensions and, and mold that, that gets breathed animus, uh, pneuma, spirit, life, or sentience into. The path down is the path back. The path forward is the path back, as Heraclitus said the upward-downward path. It's the Bailey, Alice Bailey calls the de-evolutionary arc and the evolutionary arc. Actually, I'm not sure. Devolutionary and evolutionary. The, the, you know, the path that leads to the formation of seven densities and then the sentient principle or self-consciousness. I mean, you see there's the difference between first density going to second and then second going to third. First density to second is in some ways the in-breathing of uh, sentience or consciousness into the elemental, leading to the plant and the animal with consciousness, second density, according to Ra, that is further spiritualized by the transit to third density from plant, animal, to human being the uh, advent of self-consciousness, which is... Um, you know, Maya, but it also is a greater power that allows liberation. Anyway, there's flowing once more, and then if a breath draws into it, it is want to be hot, and so, or not cold. <laughs> it's not clear. But this is certainly this inspirational process, right? A breath, inspi the in, spirit, in spiritus, right? In spiritus is spiritus coming in, which is inspiration, which is inhalation, which is being breathed into, having breath coming into, which is both the process of um, creation, uh, the formation of seven densities, or bringing the elemental to some degree of sentience and second density, but also the process of the human becoming a Gnostic and returning to the place from which we came forth, being ultimately the crown, so the aromas that have grown cold uh, arise from separation, and you can see how the distinction between cold and hot is uh, is tagged tied to the distinction between separation and unification, or the experience of separation and spiritual path being reunificatory, reunification, 
is becoming one, the law of one. And so this is going from cold to warm, going from down to up, going from separate to unified, reunified, back to the father from the place of the father. <laughs> Gribble said, the edge of the page has broken off, carrying away a letter and most of another, but the word was clearly the same as some word before. So these translators, they, they, don't, have to, they don't have to, they not only have to be um, brilliant linguists, but they also have to work with broken pages and um, be a bit of detectives. Anyway, going on, Grobel, page 154, this is why God came. And um, the word God was, um, it, it's not always used in this text, but sometimes the word panute or something, how God came or else or his name. God came, is his translation, he abolished the separation and brought the pleroma, which is hot with love, He basically bringing spirit into the octave, we can say. The pleroma is the fullness, or I could say the octave. He abolished separation, right? The potential for unity. And that's what Yeshua did too. Open the door, or open the door further, or illumine the door further to eternal life, which is freedom from 3D cycling. So the Father abolished separation, brought the pleroma, or the fullness of, of creation, uh, seven-dimensional, which is hot with love in order that coldness might be no more. So moving out of coldness. But, Global 156, but the reunion, or coming back to the place of, from which we came forth, the ending of separation, the antithesis and abolition of separation, the ending of separation is the realization of unity, the law of one, of course. The reunion is due to the perfect thought, that this is the logos of the gospel, of the finding of those who stretch out towards the pleroma by the salvation which comes from above. And so the idea is our seeking for reunion comes from um, the, the reunion that we're seeking. <laughs> our seeking for return to source is a manifestation of the source itself. The logos, the word of the gospel. And so the logos of this gospel, the word, the teaching of Valentinus, or the manifestation of, you see, this, this gets super high here, even the, the creation as the manifestation of the Logos, or the Word, the, the aroma, or uh, expiritus, spirit breathed forth into matter energy. The whole creation could be seen as a Gospel. The whole creation, the octaves, are the word of the Father, or the word or the manifestation of intelligent infinity, the teaching of God, the teaching of intelligent infinity, is creation. Creation as the teaching manifestation of infinity. And so, uh, not only the, the, this gospel of truth, or the Valentinian gospel, meditation on the gospels, or Valentinius meditation on the word of Yeshua, but the whole of creation is like a word or teaching or gospel that manifests the infinite love of the Father or the infinite love of intelligent infinity or God uh, so that we may find our way back so that he, it, may find its way back or experience what it's like to be lost and then found and return to source after experiencing the illusion of darkness and separation. So the logos of the gospel of the of finding of the finding of those who stretch out are stretching or are seeking you can say uh, stretch out towards the pleroma right we're stretching out out of 3D physical to mm, the multidimensional or freedom from material repeating but that that stretching comes from the salvation which is of above so the source of our seeking is the object of our seeking. <laughs> The, the, the source and the object are one, or uh, what we're seeking is where we're from. And the very uh, source of our longing to return is uh, what we're longing for. <laughs> the source is the destination, and the nature of the seeking is a, 
is a facet of uh, the source uh, of our being or our being is what we're seeking and the source of our seeking <laughs> stretched out is the hope of those who stretch after it and so the hoped for that for which they hope uh, that for which we stretch out whose likeness or what it's like is the light that has no shadow so the the shadowless light the um, the clear light <laughs> the the true light or love light or to be one with uh, the life that is light if at that time the pleroma is want to proceed or is likely to proceed and to come then did not come into being the lack which matter is by the infinitude of the father who comes at the time of lack it's sort of like saying that uh, we experience deficiency and uh, if at that time or in the seeking and stretching forth the pleroma is likely to come uh, meaning what we're seeking for didn't that come into being uh, didn't didn't the experience of a deficiency or matter which matter is so matter itself materiality is a deficiency the deficiency of light deficiency of awakening the very fact that we're in the octave itself or in the seven-dimensional system of energy you know the, the the differentiations of intelligent energy or light into the seven rays that constitute our body or our form in all the seven dimensions and uh, our limited sentience associated with that form being a lack or a deficiency but that came itself out of the infinitude of the father um, and so this is the that that conundrum or that uh, apparent paradox of how the experience of deficiency and darkness in creation which includes pain and confusion is itself um, no sep not separate from the father or infinite love light spirit how that's one so it comes at the time of lack these things all come together yet no one was able to say that he would come thus the imperishable one now is that the father or Yeshua but he proceeded to come and this, so this is again talking about cosmology or the process by which um, in the the father comes forth into matter and as matter materiality which by which we experience darkness and a lack and a separation yet that is the work of the one that is outside of lack and deficiency and separation and darkness <laughs> so the, the 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 unity of infinity and uh, deficiency <laughs> so the imperishable one proceeded to come the depth of the father the text is all kind of screwed up here the depth of the father but it's not at his instigation was the thought of plane so they again they're trying to integrate the um, boundlessness of infinite love light father power uh, without shadow without darkness without deficiency in the created realms in which we experience uh, a whole great separation and darkness deficiency confusion uh, a matter for falling down is this a resting matter is resting matter to be set up at the finding of him who came to him who will cause him to return this is called repentance so we're talking about how the experience of deficiency and darkness arose out of infinity of love and light and how beings in that plane or in the pleroma or forgetting forgetting the pleroma in deficiency and lack and separation return embark upon and uh uh, proceed along the path of return which is called repentance and um, this the Greek word is metanoia which is basically like it's not connected to the word returning but it's sort of a, a, a reversal or what is metanoia I'm not really sure the Greek but it's a like metaphysics being a greater physics or um, extended physics Metanoia is what extended mind, but or gnosis, probably related. But uh, the turning back is a repentance, a repenting, 
or again penting, pent again five, right? It's a reversal of the five. Can you say that's the five central chakras or the fivefold human, right? The fivefold star, head, two arms, two legs, the fivefold uh, mind between root chakra and crown? Maybe so. The re- rededication of the active five, uh, the human, in the center between root chakra, body, and, and crown chakra, infinity. The five that do work is the pent uh, of the repenting. It's the de- rededication of the fivefold core uh, to uh, return to its source. This is why, <clears throat> global page 162, and I'll go on a little bit more. Thanks for that. Uh, this is why imperishability breathed out and followed after him who had sinned. And so this is the Father or God or Yeshua uh, associated with uh, that which is deathless coming, coming out or incarnating on earth, coming out of Pleroma or God creating matter even, that one who had sinned or one... This, the word sin may not be the case here, but it's some kind of deficiency again, in order that he might give him, or the Father, or Yeshua, give the one rest. For forgiveness is, quote, or colon, for remaining behind in the light, within the lack. So esoteric. What is forgiveness? It's, um, what is remaining behind in the light, within the lack, <laughs> which is the word of the Pleroma. Is sort of, um, I don't know, but it's some kind of staying, some kind of presence without movement in light within the creational realm of uh, deceit, deceit and deception and wandering and sin and confusion. And so, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Uh, forgiveness, I, I think, is a very high uh, quality of mind. Uh, very blended with love and wisdom and appreciation of unity or perfection. But this is a very esoteric mm, formulation or definition. Uh, Global page 162, forgiveness is remaining behind in light within this deficiency in the word of the Pleroma. But it's not Logos. In, 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 the, in God's creation... Uh, where there's the experience of deficiency and sin and confusion and darkness, knowing uh, being in light but staying there, in it's a uh, being in the world but not of the world in a sense, being of God or if in spirit, in the realm of apparent darkness and um, and uh, separation. For the physician is uh, hastens to the place where somebody is sick, and this very will which is in him, so that what he lacks he doesn't hide, uh, because he has the things he lacks. And that's that's the point. What we lack, we already have. <laughs> uh, the darkness we experience exists within the light of infinity. Or, the true nature of our experience is infinite love and light now, but we are covered and blinded and we have cataract. We have spiritual cataract of uh, occluded vision where we don't see the infinite love light uh, that is this body and our mind and the breath and the environment the inner outer the the world of nama rupa name and form consciousness and matter and energy all that is being the face form of of the father infinite love light now here Uh, infinity here infinity is this is not simply unity it's the uni- you know, the infinite true nature of uh, unity. You know, unity is transcended in um, total fusion in in reality uh, of infinity. So he has the things he lacks, <clears throat> and the Pleroma does not lack. So living uh, in Plane, in the Pleroma, li- living <laughs> the boundlessness of Pleroma in Plane. How about that? The lack filled itself. And that's sort of awakening within the dream, or coming to gnosis, despite still um, doors of perception not fully cleansed. 
He gave himself up of his own accord to fill up what he lacked, that he might again receive grace. And so when we lack, we don't have grace. When there's grace, the lack goes away. Um, there's diminution or loss or deficiency without grace. Uh, but this grace is also earned by works. Um, God helps those who help themselves, and the more we develop ourselves, the more uh, we deserve um, additional blessing and help to keep our work going for ourselves and other. When he received, when what was received had, when was received that which had been diminished, which is really grace and light, he whom he whom he had lacked, meaning the Father being lacked by the one who's seeking and lacking and now getting filled up. Uh, the Father reveals him to be a pleroma, which is the finding of the light of truth dawned upon him. It's unchangeable. Um, and so this is, again, finding the light of truth or awakening in a dream to the reality that the dream or, or our suffering and darkness and separation was illusory from the start. Uh, that's why it was said about Christ in their midst, seek and they shall receive uh, a return, i.e. they who were perplexed, those who are perplexed seeking shall receive, and then he will anoint them with the anointing. And uh, that'll be it for today. <laughs> and so that's a very long and deep uh, presentation in that last section. Uh, about seeking and finding and um, returning and seeing that that there was no deficiency from the start, but there was the experience of self-deceived darkness and pain. I mean, it's as real as, as our feelings now, but that this all takes place within the light of the One. And in the end, with Gnosis comes anointing which is another word for Christ, is, is the anointed, the blessed one. Christos is an anointed one. And so this is a, akin to spirit baptism, or baptized by um, the love light of the Logos, or the true word. So next time we're going to go into that section called the anointing, uh, global page 168, and then we have the section called the Logos, the will, the name, and you see fundamental principles here, and the place, and then the epilogue. <laughs> so, pretty serious further working, and now it's raining, so it's the blessing from the Father. I don't mind using the term the Father, it's really, you know, I mean, obviously, intelligent infinity is of uh, is beyond gender or is transgender, meaning beyond any is before gender differentiation, obviously. And so, but but to use the positive, if you want to say she, go ahead. But it's father, mother, or for me, I don't have any emotional issue with saying father, but I don't think of a human father. <laughs> I just think of a source. Uh, but you'll see in the last few sections here, uh, the end of this um, gospel, Valentinian gospel, meditation on the gospel, that we get to core principles. And um, we'll wrap it up maybe next week or the week after. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Val Valentinus. Thank you, Yeshua. And um, please be well. Good night. <laughs>